Welcome to Mortgage Broker Acceleration with James Vagley and Ash Playstead. Being a successful mortgage broker is not just about offering great rates and great service. You need to become the best marketer, leader and strategist to outthink your competition. If you want to grow your mortgage business and do it smarter, keep listening. If you want to accelerate even faster, visit www.brokerworkshop.com. That's brokerworkshop.com. Now, let's accelerate. Here's James and Ash. Hey, everybody. It's James Vagley here with the MBA podcast. And as always, my man, Ash Playstead, with me today. How are you, Ash? Super well, James. How are you doing? Good. Always doing good. And I want to have a talk about this issue of competing on rates and fees and lenders and the fact that I believe that if brokers continue to compete on rates and fees and lenders, they will lose. Now, just to set this up a little bit, you know, we've been in this game a long time. Um, You a little bit longer than me. Uh, We won't reveal the number of years, but uh, (laughs) we've been around the traps and we know the mortgage broker industry, right? It was founded on the idea of getting people a better deal off the big banks. You know, for years and years, the banks had been taking advantage of people, right? So getting someone a better deal, I believe, doesn't cut it anymore. So the industry was founded on this idea of getting better rates and fees and stuff, but that would have worked in the 90s and the 2000s, maybe the 2010s. It's getting harder and harder, and I don't believe that in 2020 we should be competing on rates and fees and lenders And we're going to discuss a number of reasons why this is losing you business, losing you or preventing you from getting more referrals and more deals and lots of other things. So let's let's dive into this chat, Ash. Yeah, it's a fantastic topic. And James, just to reflect quickly, um, as you said, I've been in the industry since about uh, 1850, quite a few years, laughing here, obviously. Look, we go back to, you know, the legends of the industry, the James Simons, um, or John Simon, I should say, his dad the Mark Burrises, the Vernon Spencers, who broke the bank's monopoly on mortgage lending, right, by bringing in securitised lending cheaper than the banks. And then that evolved into mortgage broking. And you're right, mortgage broking at that point was a convenience factor as well as a rate factor for many people. It was, okay, I can speak to one person who's got access to 20 different lenders. Awesome. Save me running around to 20 lenders to compare all the different products. So mortgage brokers filled that convenience and centralised access point and a few really clever entrepreneurs back in the day started aggregation businesses, which captured all the mortgage brokers into one place as well. Fantastic business model. Fast forward to today, and what we've got, I think, is this lag, whereas mortgage brokers as a collective understand their value is so much more than product-based. It's um, stress management, it's convenience, it's intelligence, it's research, it's work, it's being 24-7 available. It's all of these things wrapped up into a fantastic service. I think the problem is that in the media particularly, and we saw this in the Royal Commission just recently, is there's this demonisation still going on that mortgage brokers are just there to press a few buttons based on a few questions that you answer and here's a couple of products, pick one. Mm. And all I do is fill out the paperwork. And I'm sure mortgage brokers listening to this now will go, yeah, I, every time I hear that, I want to punch a hole in a wall somewhere. Mm. Yep. And I get that, right? This is the challenge. So this also feeds, of course, into, I guess, the conversation that people coming to see a mortgage broker naturally think they need to be having. Mm. 
So a customer comes to a mortgage broker a lot of the time thinking, okay, based on what I understand, your job is to take a few bits of information from me, go out to do what you do and come back with a couple of products. That's it. And then all you do is fill out an application and collect a whole lot of money. Yep. That's the, um, the friction that exists. So that drives, in my opinion, uh, you know, the false belief or the false reality for a lot of mortgage brokers that they need to entertain that conversation, particularly when it's initiated by the customer. Well, that's it. It's, it's almost a, it's a hangover from back in the day. Mm. And it's hard for brokers to change that, especially when the public and the clients are coming with that. And I have this sort of saying, I don't know if I made it up myself or I heard it from someone, uh, something along the lines of, in the absence of good advice or more information, people will default to something like a better deal. So our mortgage brokers listening will know that better advice and you know, structuring of the deal and, you know, budgeting or thinking about whether it's fixed or variable. There's lots of strategy and structure in setting up a deal. It's not just about the rates and fees, but from a customer's perspective, they watch the TV, they speak to friends, they see stuff online and in the news, and all they care about is what's the rate. And mortgage brokers listening to this will have that all the time. People calling up, what's your best rate? And that's the problem is that the public haven't been educated that it's more than about rates and fees and lenders. And that's the job of a mortgage broker is to break that cycle of what's your best rate. Instead of just going along with that, the mortgage broker needs to step up and do something differently. And that's what we want to talk about today. Oh, and it's what we talk about, obviously, with our clients, James, and at the industry more broadly is the relationship with clients has evolved past it being transactional. But there's this legacy belief in the media particularly um, and, and, and in the hearts and minds of a lot of uh, the public is a mortgage broker's role is transactional. Right? I need a loan, get me a loan. That's it, in and out. We know that's not the case, right? And, and mortgage brokers do so much more and we can talk till we're blue in the face about the amazing value proposition that you know professional mortgage brokers provide. But Within that, there is still this issue around how do I actually convert a, a conversation you know, against the flow where clients think it's about the product, they think it's about the transaction, they, and the media are supporting that, and, and even the, the, the banks to a certain degree support the transactional nature of relationships, whereas what we do is you know, we're guiding people through probably the most stressful thing in their life, certainly it's right up there, that is going to impact through the years in their life. It's a very, very powerful and impactful thing that mortgage brokers are responsible for. So that's what we want to talk about, right, is how to position yourself and why it's so important to be there as a, a trusted advisor as opposed to a provider of the cheapest product. Mm. Let's dive into that because, I mean, there's a lot of problems and issues that arise from competing on rate and fees. So most mortgage brokers get Word of mouth and referrals, that's the majority of the business. They're relatively easily easy to sell to and convert, right? Um, but by using a competing on rates and fees and just selling product, you're probably shooting yourself in the foot and missing referrals because you're not doing what you really should. And also, any mortgage broker listening to this who has dabbled, maybe they've tried some online marketing, they've purchased some leads, done some Facebook marketing, whatever, 
and they've noticed that the lead quality wasn't very good and they didn't convert. Uh, it's nothing to do with the leads, it's to do with the way you're working those leads. And I guess before we dive into what brokers should do, why do you think brokers default to just doing what the customer says? If we know that you know, as a mortgage broker, we all know that they need the right advice and structuring and stuff, but too often customer says, I want ABC, and they just become order takers. Why do you think, is it a confidence thing? Is it a training, education thing? Why do you reckon that is? Well, I think all of those things are true, mate, but you're right. I think it really comes down to the ability to shift the conversation into where it needs to be. And so just to sort of think this through a little bit, right, is people come to a conversation with a desire to get an outcome, and particularly in the modern age, and I just want to add this, and everybody will will get this instantly, is people self-diagnose, right? Hmm. I don't need you to do all of that fancy stuff you do. I just need you to fix this problem now because I've done all my research. Dr. Google. Dr. Google, like, you know, I'll do heart surgery on myself, thanks. Why are you charging $20,000 to fix my heart? I know how to do it. Well, no, you don't. Yeah, all of our listeners will know the, <laughs> the clients that come to the, you know, the interview, the, the first meeting, and they've printed out online from one of those websites with all the best rates and deals, like in a spreadsheet. Well, I call it the, the school teacher examples, and apology to any school teacher listening right now. I love school teachers. Half my relatives are school teachers. But it serves as a really good example of this mindset that we're referring to and what generally a school teacher in my experience and just as a personal anecdote is will come to a conversation with a mortgage broker with all their research because that's the nature of school teachers they're in control of a group they're used to being the one giving the instructions not receiving the instructions so a school teacher will come to an interview with a mortgage broker well you'll go to their house and this has happened to me many times it's like as soon as you sit down it's like on the desk in front of you here's all my research Here's all the things that I know and that I've checked out and here's all your competitors. What are you going to do for me? Now, human nature, it's very, very easy to actually tell them what they want to know. That's a mistake. The biggest mistake you can possibly make is to actually answer that question directly because the moment that you buy into that mindset, you've lost. So what we're talking about here is how to switch that conversation to where you want to go as you're the specialist you have the knowledge and here's the value proposition that I provide. And I think that a lot of mortgage brokers would um, resonate with that. So the school teacher example in the modern age is probably the Google generation, which is I've done all the research, right? Here's all the products. I know all the competitors. I know all their rates. I've checked them all out. I, even, I can even tell you what a comparison rate is because I've done my research. So why would I deal with you? Yep. So that's, that's the moment of truth that deals wax and wane on right there. Yep. Yeah, I think there's a, I mean, what we're talking about, everybody, is this idea of switching from being kind of an order taker salesperson to being that real trusted advisor, like having the confidence to say to somebody, no, you're wrong, or I'm glad that you've done all that research, Mr. Customer, here's what you really need to be looking at or considering. And the minute you do that, you win that person over. And that's why we want to have this conversation today because you may not be thinking it or you may not be experiencing it, but by not stepping up as their trusted advisor, you are losing people. Now, you may be losing the business because you might not know it or not, but they're competing 
You know, they're, they're playing you off against three other brokers or they're just not talking about you because all you did was help them with their home loan. And that's not worth talking about. So the old, from the 90s and the 2000s, the old get you a better deal, be a great person and follow through and get the best deal, come over and pat the dog and just follow up really well, that is now standard. If that used to be what you hung your hat on as I'm available all the time, I'll get you a great deal, I'll come over at 24-7 and I'll make the process easy, Mm. that worked 10, 20 years ago, but it's not going to cut it anymore if you really want to scale your business. That is now the baseline. If you deliver amazing service, stress-free, get them a great deal, they're not going to talk about you. That's not good enough anymore. No, no, definitely not. It's a baseline. So we're not, we're not saying to anybody, ignore that, but that's just a baseline minimum water level that you must meet. So I, mean, I would characterise this, James, as, you know, it's the doctor frame to borrow, um, you know, a phrase that somebody else has probably come up with that, you know, people are probably thinking, well, how do I actually activate the trusted advisor, you know, which is a great phrase, but how do I actually manage that in real time with a customer? So, and of course, there's a lot of preparation and we do this with our clients, of course, um, that that we coach, James, is is building out your proposition that makes dealing with you a natural conclusion to a discussion. There's nothing to sell. It's just a natural conclusion to a discussion. But if you're in the heat of the moment with um, a client, you know, my my belief is you should win the business 100% of the time. Because you do the, you know, essentially getting access to products and solving the client's problem is what every mortgage broker does. So what is different about you to anybody else? Well, the answer is contained in what I just said. It's you. So how do you express your value directly to a client? And so for me, what I have found in in my life and all of the mortgage brokers that I've coached and hired and worked with over the sort of the last 20, 30 years, it always comes down to proving to the client that you know more than they know. Now, I'm sure the people who will be listening to this perhaps may have exceptions to that, and that's fine, but the reality is that the vast majority of time somebody trusts a specialist is because a specialist can show that they know more about the problem and how to get the solution than the client. I mean, if you, like if you went to a heart surgeon, you're not going to negotiate with a heart surgeon. It's like, I'm the best at what I do, here's the proof, I can see what your problem is, and here's what you need to do. Right. You ready? Let's go. Exactly. Now, that's essentially the conversation that any mortgage broker should be having with every prospect. And this applies, of course, to um, get winning business from referral partners, which is a, perhaps a separate conversation, but it's essentially it's the same positioning. So this is really, for me, what I have found works 100% of the time. Uh, I mean, personally, my close rate was 100%. I, you know, so we talk about conversion rates, and I don't know what the average conversion rate of most brokers brokers actually is James but the reality is that if the client qualifies and you're talking to them you should be doing the business so the question is well what is the secret sauce Mm. when they could go to anybody well the fact that they're talking to you means that you should be doing the business so I have always found I guess as a as as a, a bit of a summary of that point or that question you asked James is you've got to show in this school teacher example that you know more than they know and you don't validate that by saying I know more than you know right it's not that simple it's a case of asking questions that you know the answers to but they don't that's the key if if there's something that I would want anyone listening to this to take out of this is 
you've got to come up with a question flow that you know where it's going to lead and that you know the answers to, but they don't. That's the trick. I know you've got a good example, one that you used to use back in the day. Do you want to share that one? That's really, that's pretty cool. With clients or referrers? Clients? No, clients, yeah. So, I mean, I would always, you know, particularly with the school teacher one, and this was the pivot point for me, um, and I had some good mentors back in the day too. This is in the 90s. Uh, they know who they, they are. They're out there somewhere. Is you need to ask people questions they don't know the answer to. So when I sit down with a client, let's call this client a school teacher, and they've presented all their research to me, five different folders with all the competitors, and like, why should I deal with you? So my response was always to start with, well, I'll tell you what I don't do. Right? What I don't do is I don't focus purely on getting you the best deal. I can do that, and I will do that, but if that's all you want, you can press a button on your computer that says best deal and pick it yourself. Um, and I would almost physically start to lift myself out of the chair. No one ever in 25 years ever said, yeah, that's what I want. Right? So it's, it's removing that block instantly that it's about getting you the best deal. It's gone, dealt with. And then it's asking questions about, well, what are you looking for in a, you know, in a, in a, in a loan? Right? And the question always elicits similar responses, which is, oh, a good rate. Yeah, okay. What else? Uh, flexibility, great. What else? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> After three questions, it always led to, I don't know. No matter the level of intelligence, preparation, research, awareness, age, demographic, all clients, and I've dealt with thousands of them, always ends up the same place. The only difference is whether it takes two, three or four questions. It always ends up in the same place, James, which is, right, I don't really know what I'm doing. So you're getting the client to self admit they don't know what they're doing, that's when you win the business right there. And that's why I, 100% of the time, you take the conversation to a point where they can self-identify their lack of knowledge, you win. That's why they'll deal with you every single time. And that's why it's a, you know, that's the solution to the rates and fees and product conundrum. Yep. Let's dive deeper into that because it's, it's pretty important. Like there's, there's that aspect and then there's some other ninja things we do with our members around how you position yourself before the meeting in that first 30 seconds of the meeting and throughout the process to really be in control. So, for example, I'm sure our listeners have been in these positions too where you've – let's just pick a financial planner just as a random um, idea where you've made an appointment with a financial planner and you – Go sit down across from that person and you basically do a bit of banter for 30 seconds or a minute and then it gets to the point where, you know, they say something like, right, so what can I help you with today, Ash? And you're like, oh, um, well, I guess I'm here to talk about X and Y and Z. But I believe that instantly in that first minute, if that's the way the financial planner or if our mortgage broker listeners, if the first thing that's coming out of your mouth is how can I help you? you are done. You, if you don't control the conversation from the first second, you're done. And if some of our listeners have dabbled with online leads or doing some Facebook marketing and you know, worrying, thinking about, oh, these leads don't convert very well, it's because you're not taking control of the process um, and you're not being a leader. And you know, this is what we want to do in our process. So 
the solution to talking about rates and fees and lenders is obviously to have a different conversation and to step up and be their trusted advisor. So how do we do that? Well, instead of sitting there across the table or like these days, you know, during COVID as we're recording this, it's virtually. So whatever the environment, you control the conversation and the flow from the first minute by saying simple things, for example, here's how the meeting's going to go. Mm. I'm going to ask you a series of questions. And this is what we teach our, our brokers to go, to do. And it's a breath of fresh air because people are silently begging to be led. I, this is actually oh. something I read, Ash, I don't know, 20 years ago from a probably some very smart marketers at the time is that, and, and people can write this down, doesn't matter what people say to you, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I'm after a you know, cheaper rate, I want the best deal. They are silently begging to be led. Please take my hand, tell me what to do. Even though they're not going to say it, that's what they are all thinking from the, you know, person, you know, whether they're a multi-multi-millionaire down to, you know, everyday workers, mm. everybody wants to be led. The single most important pivotal moment in my entire mortgage broking career and finance career hinges on that personal insight. Um, I'll, I'll give you a little personal story about this that I think will really resonate and it's when my business tripled overnight. I had spent, uh, this is back in the early days, I was with Aussie Home Loans, you know, a, a very well-known business. Um, I'd been doing okay, but through sheer bloody-minded hard work and going through a lot of leads that Aussie used to generate. And I was doing okay, but I still was nowhere near making the income of the job that I'd left. 18 months later, I'm thinking, oh, this is hard yakka. I was doing long days, seven days a week. But, you know, I was committed. Um, and an incident happened one day where I drove about three and a half hours because I was in country Victoria. So I drove three and a half hours to an appointment in a country town a long way away from me. Turned up at the guy's business and he ran a small supermarket in this country town. And I walked into his business and I went up and said, I want to speak to Michael. And he goes, that's me. And I said, I'm Ash. I'm from Aussie Homelands. I'm here for our appointment. And he just looked at me and he said, oh, yeah, I meant to let you know I don't need you anymore and walked off on me, right? That's exactly what happened and my jaw hit the ground and I sat there stunned for a couple of minutes. Didn't, he didn't speak, he just walked off on, and, and I walked back to my car, sat in the car for a few minutes and I swore at that moment, I'm never gonna let that happen again. And I sought some advice um, in the coming days and weeks and the advice was this, exactly what you just said, James, is you must be the expert, you must control the outcome. So from that moment on with appointments, I told them before the appointment how it's going to happen. So I switched from being a service provider to being a specialist. In my mind, that's all that changed. So the same amount of leads from Aussie, I wrote three times the business with no more effort. In actual fact, it was less effort because I would go to appointments saying, you're going to have all these documents ready. You're going to have a check ready because they had to pay a $600 application fee back then, in cash or check. Have this ready, have these ready. I'm coming with the intent to talk about this and solve your problem. So you're going to have all these things ready? Yes, I will. So that changed the trajectory of my entire life. So what you're saying is so important. And I considered myself pretty intelligent. I'd come out of a management career in corporate finance. You know, I didn't know everything, but I knew enough to consider myself, um, you know, half intelligent. And yet I reached this point where it was this 
really painful incident that forced me to look at an alternative way of doing business. So it's a really powerful message that you need to position yourself, call yourself a surgeon or a doctor, but you need to position yourself as in control of the process. When you walk into a doctor, right, does the doctor, do you walk in and go into a doctor's surgery and you control the conversation? Maybe for three seconds you might, but the doctor sitting at his desk barely even looks at you, right? Okay, what do you hear about? I've got a pain in my chest. I think that I slept wrong. Oh, well, that might be the solution, but let me check it out, right? And he starts poking you to find where it hurts. And then, right, I can see what the problem is. Here's the solution. Do you want it or not? Yep. And you're like, of course, when do we start? Nobody ever walks out of a doctor's surgery saying, okay, thanks for that. I'm going to go and compare you with other doctors. <laughs> Never happens. I know we laugh about it. And yet this is the sort of the key message I would really implore anyone to take out of this is you should be treated in your own mind is where it starts as that person. When you position yourself as that person, and this is what we obviously coach and teach, the doing business with you is a foregone conclusion. Your mission then becomes to get in front of enough clients to achieve your financial goals, not about how do I turn people into customers. Exactly. You understand? Yep. So it's really about um, transitioning from order taker into a leader and really starting to control things. And th this is exactly what we teach. And it very quickly flicks the switch. And it doesn't have to be that hard. I mean, mortgage brokers, yes, we're all into this. We want to help people get better deals. We want to work with people. And we're not saying that you don't get to talk about the lenders and the rates and do all that sort of deal. But what we're saying is the person saying yes to working with you should be saying yes to working with you, not the deal you've got them. So what we're saying is the trusted advisor process versus a salesperson is instead of starting the conversation about rates and fees and lenders and products and getting you know better deal, we raise it up one chunk. And instead of talking about that, we talk about where the person is at, what they're looking to do, what their bigger goals are, what the bigger picture uh, outcome is for that person. Then once we can say, yep, we can help you get from A to B, then guess what? Well, you're going to need a home loan or you're going to need an investment loan, or you're going to need to refinance. And the secret, which is even better, Ash, and we know this, it's not a C, it's no secret to you, but the cool thing about doing this is that when you talk at this higher level trusted advisor chunk, not only can you sell home loans and do refinances and stuff like that, but we can easily and effortlessly make sure our customers get insurance or get some assistance with budgeting or properties or everything else that they need. And so the byproduct of mm. doing all this is we get a client that we can probably make some more money out from. We can actually help them with what they really want. So it's like, it's almost our duty mm. to do this. You're a mortgage broker. Everybody listens to this as mortgage brokers. It's your duty to help people with their financial lives get from A to B. And I can guarantee you, a home loan or a refinance is only one or two of those steps. So if you're not acting as their go-to trusted advisor, helping them get from A to B, then you're missing referrals, you're missing repeat business, mm. and you're just not helping that person get to where 
they want to be. And I think if we can level up the whole industry, yeah. we can uh, explode this thing. Oh, look, uh, that's beautifully said. And I think everybody listening to this would resonate with that very deeply. Um, my personal belief absolutely is that the mortgage broker is at the centre of the relationship with their clients. Okay, the mortgage broker is the one who's got all of the guts of the client on the table, right? The other participants around this relationship all have a role to play, but it's the mortgage broker. And I hope the people listening to this, this really resonates is you guys are the most important central pivot in all these other needs, right? So providing other services is just a natural outcome of them trusting you implicitly. And if you follow this process and, and adopt this framework and this mindset is clients naturally see you as the stepping off point for everything else. So there's no adding fries with the burger. The clients will just be right, um, I need help with buying a property or do you know a good accountant or um, I, you know, what about insurance? People will ask you for those services. There's no you adding them on as an afterthought, which you know, I don't think really happens as much as it used to. So yes, you know, probably as a sort of a natural conclusion to that discussion, James, I mean, I'm a big believer in this, is that when two frameworks meet, the stronger one always absorbs the weaker one. Now, you've got to think of that with customers or referrers as well, is they're going to come with their own beliefs and perspective, and you come with your belief and perspective. One of them is going to dissolve and be absorbed by the other. That's just every single interaction you have, that's how it goes. Once you accept that um, understanding, then it's naturally logical to position yourself as the stronger frame. And it doesn't mean being an alpha person. It means being clear, precise, and obvious and transparent about how you work. And that's what we do, obviously. And that's the message, of course, is that when you position yourself as that person and that business, and then all of your marketing collateral, your business collateral, your communications, uh, the way you walk, talk, eat, sleep, breathe, everything you do speaks to that positioning, that's when people are drawn to you as a solver of major problems. 100%. Well, let's help, uh, let's help the listeners out a little bit further with this because there's a few things, obviously. There's a, there's a bit of a flick of a switch in terms of the mindset to really step up and go, I am the trusted advisor. I'm going to start to have a different conversation. So step one is a bit of a mindset switch. Step two is going to be, right, um, I need to have a different conversation, different set of questions, one chunk up above just going straight to rates and fees and lenders. And the perfect thing to help everybody listening is a some sort of framework or script that you can follow to make sure that from that very first second of the first meeting, you're in control. And um, we actually have one of these. Uh, we call it Ash the Lead Converter uh, sequence. I think it's called the lead converter sequence or the lead mm -hmm. um, converter action kit or something like that. Uh, we give it away for free. Um, what I might do is uh, put, pop it in the show notes so that um, you can get a copy of that. And it's a script and a video and an action kit to really take charge of these conversations so that you remove competition, get rid of all of those things and start to help your client in another level. I think that's an awesome suggestion, James, and I support that 100% because what we want is for people to win. You know, obviously being massive fans of the mortgage broking industry and, you know, I believe 100% of home loans should be written by mortgage brokers. 
like 100%, not oh, yeah. 53 or 7 or 6 or 2%, 100% because what we do is incredibly important. I don't want anyone to get swamped or overwhelmed um, by, you know, this, um, oh, I've got to position myself as a surgeon. What does, that, what does that require? It's one step at a time. And the first step is to understand how to converse with a client to take the relationship and the conversation in the direction that you want it to take. And then you flow from there. So, and as we know, the lead converter sequence does that. So it's a great idea. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, so we'll, we'll grab a copy of that. We'll put a link in the show notes. And, um, yeah, I think this has been a super valuable conversation, Ash. I know we just see far too many brokers continue to hold their hat on things like rates and fees. And now that the industry is mature and we're getting into more of a digital age, I think it's becoming more and more important that brokers keep stepping up and evolving. And this is one of the perfect ways to do it. So I hope this has been valuable, everybody. And uh, it's been great having a chat, Ash. Great convo, James. Cheers. Until next time, sir. Have a good one. You too. Thanks for joining this episode of Mortgage Broker Acceleration. It's now time to grow your mortgage business, your income, and your lifestyle too. If you want to accelerate and learn from the best, head over to brokerworkshop.com and join the next deep dive training with James and Dash. That's www.brokerworkshop.com. Until next time, go get them.